but it's kind of reminiscent of the time that you came to swing dancing and you were like, hey, guys, I learned some new hip-hop moves. And you started pulling out some straight Zumba stuff. <laughs> You're, like, fully doing Zumba for us. We're like, clip that Zumba. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. It was really funny. My name's Clifford. I'm a 27-year-old university professor. I have a crippling case of lifelong FOMO, and I get super obsessed over specific things for a couple of months at a time and then drop them completely. My wife, April, thinks I'm manic. Rather than change, I decided to institutionalize my behavior. This podcast, Obsessed, is my excuse to investigate with you hobbies, lifestyles, and careers that inspire obsession. In this episode, I'm obsessing over rapping. Honestly, I've been obsessed with rapping for about six months now. I wrote a few raps, I got my brother to produce a track for me. I even got four rap lessons from the true pro Minerva. But every time I decided to record a track, I froze up. I procrastinated. I was afraid of taking the leap. I think it's because I'm afraid of writing something really, really stupid. But of course, there's one other tiny obstacle that's hardly worth mentioning at all. I have no sense of rhythm. I cannot keep a beat. But in this episode of Obsessed, I'm going to try to beat my phobias and deficiencies. I'm going to rap, and together we're going to learn from actual rappers why they are obsessed with this incredible art form. The first step of our investigation is to set a baseline. How good are my rap skills right now? I decided I'd write a 16-bar verse to a track I'd have to find myself. I narrowed it down to three, but I wasn't sure which one suited me best, so I showed them to my wife, April. And I need you to tell me which one you think best suits me. Okay. So here's here's the first one. Yeah, I feel like if you did that track, you'd have to have a lot of uh, style. I think you would do better with something that's just fast, where you don't have to have as much style. Oh my goodness, wow. So, uh... <laughs> I think style is harder, that's all. <laughs> Alright, what do you think about this one? Maybe a little bit better. It's still kind of slow, seems like. You going for that slow vibe? I mean, I feel like rapping fast takes more skill, so I should probably go slower, especially because it'll be <sighs> easier to stay on rhythm if it's slower. All right, here's number three. Do people rap to beats like that? Yeah, yeah, they do. But yeah, not like- many. Like you'd have to have a singing verse in there. Like the chorus would have to be like some real airy female voice coming in singing. It's not a bad idea. Are you volunteering? I do not have an airy voice. <laughs> Which one do you think best suits me? Probably two. I'm very interested to see how you pull this off. Are you can write your own rap. I'm gonna try. Yeah, I feel like I can imagine you rapping this. 
Yeah, oh my gosh, that. April, you're already better at this than I am. It's not even your podcast. Well, you can't keep a beat. That's not your fault. Maybe it's your fault. <laughs> I took April's opinion and picked the second one, Serenity by producer Ritiman, whose YouTube channel I'll link in the show notes. I'd been psyching myself out of this next moment for months, but it was finally time to write some lyrics. I went down to my basement, turned on the mic, and I wrote. I'm here to say... Hey, okay, I got something. What you wanna be when you grow up kid this is gonna be really slow and boring (laughs) oh gosh this is so hard this is so hard and then i actually finished it uh we got a couple of lines that are a bit too long and delivered a little clunkily but i think we have um maybe enough i'm so nervous to actually try to record this april's gonna be judging me from upstairs everybody's gonna be judging me i decided to record the next day Though honestly, that was more of just an excuse to put off what, for me, was the scariest part of this whole process. Monday came, and after work, I told myself I didn't have a choice. I got home, I went back into the basement, and I recorded my rap. It only took three tries for it to sound the way I wanted, which should have been a red flag, but I was ready to show it to April. I kind of feel the way that I felt when I jumped off the high dive and tried to do a front flip as a kid. Like, I'm not going to think <laughs> about this. I'm just going to do it. So, It's not high stress. Is... We both know it's going to be bad. <laughs> no, it's still high stress. I know it's going to be bad, and it's high stress. Oh, you're going to laugh so much. <laughs> you haven't even started yet. What you want to be when you grow up, Cliff. Make the choice of something that you'll stick with. Love what you do, and you'll never work. But get wishy-washy, and I promise you'll hurt. Statesman, blogger, author, teacher. Do like your dad and be a soldier and preacher. Make your choice now and keep it for life. And I promise that everything will be all right. I'm napping under plum trees, staring them down. Waiting for a future to fall to the ground. I see it branching out in dizzying breath. If I don't choose a branch, I know I'm starving to death. But also who said that I've got to choose? If I sit and think, what am I going to lose? Others want me climbing to be somewhere else. But what if my choice is to sit with myself? All right. What do you think? Um, well, here's the problem. I know something's off, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. Do you think I have a future as a rapper? No. No? No. You don't even think I could build up to one? I mean, maybe. But it's kind of reminiscent of the time that you came to Swing Dancing and you were like, hey, guys, I learned some new hip-hop moves. And you started pulling out some straight Zumba stuff. <laughs> You're like fully doing Zumba for us. We're like, Cliff, that's Zumba. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. It was really funny. I couldn't disagree with anything April had said, but maybe a second opinion would inspire a little more hope. So I reached out to my friend Matt, otherwise known as Minerva. The guy is super talented, and I'd gotten rapping lessons from him before. Cool! Just just checked it out. All right, sweet. I'm very nervous. What do you you think? (laughs) Uh, I definitely wouldn't be. Um, 
So I think you did a uh, really good job with this. Definitely saw where you're going, going with like what, what you're trying to do, portraying your idea. Like you definitely, you hit me there. What we used to talk about, about like making sure like your fourth line always like kind of had a, a punchline to it. Like you yeah. definitely applied that, which was cool. Uh, my biggest thing I think with this is just, it sounds very stiff right now, like delivery wise. And so it's like, that was a big thing in like the 80s. So how do I keep it from sounding stiff then? Uh, Really focusing on the actual rhythmic components of it. Studying like with other rappers, like, okay, cool. Like what's the rhythm? So in other words, like uh, using, getting rid of all the words and literally just like with your hands, like, you know, drumming it, drumming it out, for example, like, okay, cool. And maybe like try right, like replacing the words with like their flow. Okay, so practice other people's flows and kind of like learn from it. Put a couple tools in the toolkit. Exactly. But his central criticism hit deep. How do you connect the phrases to make it sound like, you know, like more flowy and more like, okay, cool. I have confidence. Yeah. (laughs) And then- uh, Confidence. yeah, yeah. It's like right now you sound like, it's like I'm rapping and this is embarrassing, but it's fine. <laughs> I couldn't deny that Matt was completely right. The entire time I was recording, I was worrying what others would think of it. None of my guesses were that people would think I was really cool. Uh, but Matt had some parting advice for me. Uh, not not necessarily simple, just more of a like, you know, have fun confident. with it. And like, you know, yeah, yeah uh, ha- have fun with it. Like hit that confident vibe and also like, okay, really make sure that like, you know exactly where the beat is at all times whenever you're like, you're making your flows. Yeah. All right. But yeah, Sounds- otherwise, again, like, you said all the right things. Now it's just a matter of, <laughs> okay, cool. Now make me believe every word you just said. So my first attempt wasn't a complete disaster, but it was a disaster. I needed help and I needed some fuel. I think every good obsession feeds on some kind of fuel. And when you need something, you go to someone who already has it. So I turn to the folks I like to call the obsessed. I don't think many people know a lot of rappers in real life, but I definitely don't. So to find the obsessed, I went to social media. I tweeted, I joined hip hop Facebook groups, and I joined rap subreddits. These were the rappers who answered my call. I am Dominic Williams. I'm up for X reps with a Z at the end. Okay, so artist name Miller Mills. My name is Sum. I am a multidisciplinary or transdisciplinary writer, artist, um, hip hop musician. Are you obsessed with rapping? Absolutely. (laughs) Easy question. (laughs) Easy. Yeah. But we'll come back to some in a second. He has some truly curious stuff to say about the spiritual power of rap, and we need to save that for last. Let's start with Max, spelled M4X, a small-time rapper from Germany. Here's a sample of his song, 49 Bars, which he produced himself. From rookie to pro, I push me to gold. Smoke shit, I flow, that's hot shit, you know. Back in the day where they tested for four, hitting the legs, I kick every door. Max raps for fun, but wants to go professional one day. I asked him why he's so obsessed with rap. There's so many different styles and generations and history of rap from... Chopper style, like Tech 9 or many West Coast rappers, to um, swag rap, li- um, lyrical rap, which I personally love, um, mm. melodic rap. It's just incredible. His first answer was the variety, but I pushed, and it goes deeper for him, deeper into a territory that's uncomfortable for me and I think for most people. It's just fun to express yourself um, with lyrics. Mm. So the expressing yourself side, what, is, what does that mean for you? Um, 
you can ex express your feelings, um, channel your feelings. I mean, if you're, I don't know, depressed, angry. So my last question for him was how a noob like me should get started. I think co confidence is the biggest part. I think it's all about um, putting out your first track. This is, in my opinion, the most important part. Just grab some lyrics, write whatever you want, get a free beat if you don't produce beats yourself like I mostly do. And yeah, j just get started. Confidence, huh? Confidence in rapping was something that I didn't have a lot of, but it sounded like if I was going to make this work, I'd have to find some. This led me to my next obsessed rapper, Miller Mills from Oakland. It's the first of the month and I'm sitting not winning. Ash another blunt, then I'm spitting and sinning. Another blunt rap like some corner store building. Really don't have the time, we can't start from beginning. When I asked him why he's obsessed with hip-hop, he said it was because he grew up in what he called car hip-hop culture. This is the music of, you know, at least the culture that I grew up in, uh, growing up in, in East Oakland, California, and you would get together, maybe smoke a little something, get with the friends, hop in the backseat, ride around. And so, you know, it's one of those things where if you're coming outside of the culture, you just hear a lot of loud noises, the older generations, they just don't like these loud cars. But for us, that was front and center. That's the laboratory. That's where you're getting together. That's where you're having freedom from the parents and school and everything else. Uh, what would you say is the biggest difference hip-hop and rap have made in your life? Hip-hop uh, culture is very much kind of one and the same with Oakland culture. You know, there are different cities and, and different areas where hip-hop is kind of like the bread and butter of what you're doing, whether you know it or not, you know? So it's, it's just very much how people interact and engage um, and, you know, it, it's where I come from. So it, you might as well ask me the same question as like, how is the city you're from a part of who you are you know what i mean because mm -hmm. it's just you know we kind of live and breathe it out there um so that's just that's that's what music is like i didn't i didn't even understand that classic rock was still one of the most popular genres until i got to like college you know because <laughs> that, that was not a part of the cultural experience i thought that was more in movies and stuff I'll be honest, Miller Mills was making Oakland sound like an amazing place to learn rap, and a few other things he said made me curious, so I asked him why hip-hop seems so connected to place and to community. It came out of uh, a community sense that we need to create something where there is nothing. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's where if you go, if you go look up what are the five pillars of hip-hop, if you don't already know what they are, each one of them is pointing towards having something to share. So each one of those pillars is about sharing something, whether it's graffiti, dance, you know, DJing, rapping. And so it's, uh, it's kind of just where this art came from. But I think the reason it's still around and other, sub, other genres aren't doing as strongly is because community is baked into it. And that's why it's continued to reinvent itself because community comes down to humans. And that's one thing that will never get outdated or change. We're always just gonna be humans wanting to share things. And it's the easiest and cheapest genre to probably get started with if you don't have much else to access to other things. I wasn't prepared for this answer. Rapping was turning out to be more than just a cool hobby or a fun skill. Not only was it originally the voice of African Americans treated unjustly, but now it had spread across the world and created communities around music wherever it went, even if, like me, you couldn't sing. 
But that doesn't mean it's easy. I really like how Miller Mills described it. Imagine juggling with your hands, but you can do that with your mind. And, you know, this is the concept of being able to freestyle and while your mouth is moving uh, and other rhyme schemes are being processed ahead of time. So you have to kind of think about what am I doing now in the moment? How am I looking? How am I sounding? What, what is the cue that I have lining up? And this, this kind of mental kind of cognitive juggling, I just think it's really awesome. This was exciting to me because I am, in fact, a pretty good juggler. It was my obsession all through high school, so the thought of being able to juggle words with my mind made sense and was kind of exciting. This interview with Miller Mills had given me fuel and food for thought in a couple of ways. My next interview was with Dominic, or as he's known on stage, MJK or Magic. He's a rapper from the town I live in, and I asked him how he got into rap. Well, growing up for a while, I was kind of like consumed with with hip hop and with rap music that in R&B was like all around everything we did. Um, But then the more like, I guess, misogynistic it got, the less my parents really rocked with it. (laughs) Uh, So for like some years, I wasn't really allowed to listen to it. And it wasn't really until like middle school when like Napster and LimeWire and all that stuff was out that I would like sneak and listen to it on my own and it just like fell in love with it all over again. And I guess it's kind of like one of those things where if you're not allowed to have something, you want it even more. So I was just consumed with it again all the time, as much hip hop as I could possibly get. Um, and so I think around like eighth grade is when I was like, I kind of want to do this. Like I want to, I want to rap myself and I was like pretty good at it. So yeah, most of my life has just been rap all the time. So how does somebody in eighth grade get pretty good at rapping? Honestly, I feel like it was just because of how much I listened to it. Like, it's something that I feel like you kind of have to be born with. It can be taught to an extent, but it's different from, from someone that just intrinsically has that skill. You know what I mean? Um, and I didn't know I had that skill until I started trying to do it. But even then, like, it was probably, I don't think I was in college before I ever told anybody that I wanted to rap or before I ever, like, rapped in front of everyone. It was just, like, in the mirror by myself. So, like, I knew in my head I was good at it, but I wasn't confident enough to, like, show it to anybody else, you know. Gosh, if you have to be born with it, I'm dead in the water. Because if there's anyone on this planet who was not born with the talent to rap, it's me. So I asked him if there was any hope and how I should at least give it my best shot. I would definitely, first of all, say try it. I tell everyone, if you want to do something, try to do it. Um, You'll never know if you have that talent or not unless you go out and and give it a shot. Um, But as far as as other advice, I would also say, you know, figure out exactly why this is something that you you want to do. Um, I mentioned before, you will see so many people that just get into it because... They want to be rich or they want to be famous or something like that. And to me, I just feel like that's not a good enough reason to partake in in an art form like this. So do it because it's something that you want to do. It's something that you love rather than what you can get from it. This really touched me. Do it for the love, not for the money. No one was going to pay me to rap ever. I didn't sound cool. I wasn't training heads. The only reason left to me was the love. But I didn't feel like I'd been rapping long enough to really know if this was true love or just a crush. So I kept interviewing. My final interview was with Sum, 
He's the guy I said we'd save for last. Here's a clip of his work. Yeah. But anyway, I'm at your service. Bunch of them talking shit, do they mean it? I ain't for certain. Say they staying for supper, but baby, they some deserters. They ain't ready for greatness. It's almost like they allergic. I can do this myself. I can do it myself. Shaka Zulu and Honolulu. Hot as them two do get. The devil wear Prada suit, common folks so the thread. Truman at the tribunal, Aretha Dank on my head. He's a hugely talented, multidisciplinary artist from L.A. who does all kinds of digital media, music, art, everything. He's working on a new project called Landspeeder. I'll link in the show notes. I'm going to cut halfway through the interview and take you back to when he first started rapping. In the era I grew up in, it was only either the coolest cats or the nerdiest cats who rap. Mm. It wasn't like it is today. Like, you know, I admired them dudes, you know what I'm saying, who... And some of them so advanced, I look back on it now, like, damn, they were doing that back then. Um, it's crazy. So I looked up to them, you know. Mm. That was that was one reason that made me want to start doing it. Another was, you know, a friend of mine just always had raps on hand, and he would just come at me and just basically battle me. And I wasn't even rapping, and he would just talk shit about me and my moms and my family. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Every week, he'd come with a new rap. He'd be like, yo, I got one for you. I'm about to fuck you up. And then just disrespect me in front of everybody for like five, ten minutes. And I was like, yo, this has to stop. <laughs> it has to stop, you know. So that was another reason. And then, um, did you eventually get get him? No, Mm-mm. no. I'm still a little salty about it. <laughs> we're we're still friends too, and uh, you know, I bring it up every once in a while. I thought it was hilarious that some basically got rap battled into being a rapper. But I wanted to know after that what kept him going. My connection with music is so deep and profound Hmm. um and it's only through music that i experience life and the universe with a certain vividness that i can't do any do anything else when i'm rapping it's like the music is like a portal it opens up my mind or a chamber in my mind to maybe a new place or maybe some place that i frequent often and um i and then it becomes a conversation between me and the music about what it's showing me and what i'm trying to unpack you know whatever is back in there and so it's a spirit you know it's just a spiritual like mental health thing for me this felt very promising to me if i didn't like expressing myself maybe rapping could be an outlet for processing stuff i was going through or for feeling something new and transcendental but if rapping was so personal for some, why share it with others? I wanted to do something that made people feel like music makes me feel. Like I said, that connection with the music is so deep and rich to me. And I love all different types of music. And I know that sounds cliche, but I'm really a super music nerd. Um, I work in music, a music industry professional. Like I've been in and out of all different kinds of ways. And I just, I I have a very deep connection with music and I just want to do things that make somebody out there feel the way that I do when I stumble on something that I love. I'd never thought of writing music like that before. I assumed most artists either wanted money or to express themselves or to send a message. But this idea of wanting to create something to give others something to love was powerful. I'm not exaggerating when I say that this changed how I saw music. It's still good for expressing things, but trying to create something for others to love? That seems like a noble calling. 
And talking with some made me want to feel about music the way he feels about it. I wanted to experience something deeper and to find and write songs I'd love. I knew I was a long way from being able to perform something others would love, but this feel was helpful. I was ready to get back into it. We're about to hear my second attempt at rapping, and we'll find out if I learned anything. But before we do, I want to say thanks to all my rap-obsessed interviewees. I'll link to their various projects in the show notes if you want to check them out. What you heard today included key moments from my interviews with them, but so much more was said and there's so much more to learn. So I've created a shadow podcast episode that includes in-depth versions of those conversations as well as a more informal discussion with me. You can find that episode on my Patreon, where for just $3 a month, you can support the show, access all bonus episodes, and join a community of people who love to be obsessed. If you don't have $3, sharing this episode with people you think will like it would help me just as much. And your friends will think you're super cool and have great taste in podcasts. Well, I'd heard from amateur and accomplished rappers, and these were my main takeaways. Number one, I needed to have confidence and just go for it. Number two, do it for the love of the art. Number three, create something that gives others a feeling that I feel. And number four, I may not be born with the talent for rapping. (laughs) That last one seemed dramatic and kind of sad, but there was only one way to find out. To try again. So I decided to practice, write one more rap, and show it to Matt to see if I'd gotten any better. This would be the test of whether rap should become a long-term obsession or whether I should just let it go. So over the next couple of weeks, I listened to rap, I wrote a rap, I freestyled raps, and I kept procrastinating actually recording anything. I was still a bit nervous. The freestyling was the most fun, but it didn't come easy. I hopped in my car, turned on some beats, and drove around town for about 30 minutes. I just finished driving around town rapping, and I've got to say that probably the thing that made it so fun for Miller Mills was that he had friends to do it with. I did okay. I think I definitely realized that I've got to start really having a bunch of words pop to mind when I'm looking for a rhyme. Like, if I want to rhyme with A, I need to have, like, a list of ten words that rhyme with A that I can immediately go to and be like, okay, how can I end the next sentence with this? But overall, it was pretty fun. Definitely felt stupid at times, and if I had some friends to do it with, I think that would make it even cooler. Of course, they'd have to be friends who would promise not to make fun of me. Or they'd have to do something that sounded so stupid, then I could make fun of them, and then I'd feel better about myself. But apparently, rapping is something you can get better at. Okay, so I just did a little bit of practice freestyling, and it just felt so much easier. It was, a lot of times I try a new thing, and it really is painfully difficult the first time. Like when I play a a really hard level in a video game, but then I come back to it a day later, and it just automatically and miraculously feels easier. And it wasn't great, but it definitely felt way easier. This win got me motivated. So I decided it was time to actually make this song happen. It was time to buckle down and write my final rap. I spent three days writing, revising, editing, deleting, and rewriting lyrics. And finally, I had something I really liked. I didn't want to give myself a chance to procrastinate, so I started recording immediately. When I finished putting the last touches on it, I, of course, had to show it to April 1st. I launched this podcast of mine on iTunes and Spotify. I'm going to name it after me. Obsessed. Right? That's it. Yeah, that's cool. I think it's better than last time. Yeah? How so? Yeah. I think it's smoother. 
I guess. Like, it feels more like you're keeping with the beat. You dropped the beat a couple times, I think, but... Oh, no. <laughs> not badly. It was just a couple things that were not quite on beat. But it felt smoother. I don't know, maybe it matched the music better than last time, too? Ooh, I tried to do that, yeah. I really, I really liked the song. To be fair, I didn't realize I had gone off beat. But I do always kind of assume that I have, because it's a pretty safe bet. Of course, who doesn't go off beat every once in a while? My lack of rhythm notwithstanding, it was time for sharing it with Matt. But before I show you the song and what he said, let's review what my first attempt sounded like. What you wanna be when you grow up, Cliff? Make the choice of something that you'll stick with. Love what you do and you'll never work. But get wishy-washy and I promise you'll hurt. Statesman, blogger, author, teacher. Do like your dad and be a soldier and preacher. Make your choice now and keep it for life. And I promise that everything will be alright. I'm napping under plum trees, staring them down. Waiting for a future to fall to the ground. I see it branching out in dizzying breath. If I don't choose a branch, I know I'm starving to death. But also who said that I've got to choose? If I sit and think, what am I going to lose? Others want me climbing to be somewhere else. But what if my choice is to sit with myself? I'll admit, there are a few SoundCloud rappers I'm better than. Though, I'm not going to win any Grammys. But I think my second song is even better, so it's finally time to show you. Fair warning, when I was writing it, I was doing a lot of editing for this show and future podcasts, so my mind was kind of in a podcast space, I guess. Uh, you'll see what I mean. Here's the song and what Matt had to say about it. Hey, my name is Cliff, but it's Clifford if my mom's mad. Just a couple mics and a daw, make a podcast. Load it up online, send it out broadcast. I speak my piece and share passion unasked. Gathering tape while I ask questions and wait. Saying, isn't this great? Drink hot chocolate while I'm editing late. A little unoriginal, but I'll edit it well. Maybe you'll sign up for my Patreon. My confession is obsession is a thing that heaven sent. I'm collecting clips and art, theme, music, and friends. Finding passions and hobbies and fandoms and trends. Now it's keeping you, the listener, from jumping on in. Hit up some sponsors. Get some ads to sell. Sell them well and sell some more because I'm making progress. And when I launch this podcast of mine on iTunes and Spotify, I'm going to name it after me. Obsessed. Okay, so I'd, I'd say definitely overall, uh, you definitely took what I said very, uh, uh, very, very intently and very literally. And I, I was like, because I mentioned like tone, for example, and like your first two lines. I'm like, okay, cool. There's a hook in there. We love that. And uh, I feel like as as the verse went along, it was like, okay, cool. You definitely took the, those suggestions, but then it's like, okay, cool. In taking those, I feel like you left some other ones out, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, uh, I feel like on this verse, you struggle a lot more with flow than you did before. Mm. Uh, it felt like it was like, okay, cool. I have these lines. I have to figure out how to say them instead of like letting the flow dictate like the words you say. Like, don't be afraid to trim the fat for your lines. For example, mm. it's like, cool. Does this, does this flow? Does this rhythmically work? And uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> one night thing, I was just listening to this verse and being like, yeah, Cliff. Oh, yeah. But I definitely felt like you were letting go a lot more on this one, which I thought was really cool. So like this, once again, we were talking about tone a lot last time. So it's yeah. like, you know, with, with hitting that, I was like, oh, hey, yeah, he's got it. Like, you know, he sounds like he's having fun with this. And I'm like, hell yeah. Tell me like, about- you know, in, in your own fun, geeky way. And I was like, yeah. yes. 
Tell me about letting go more. How, how did that come across? Uh, I don't know. Just it, it didn't feel like you were like, you know, cu- cuddled up at a ball like this, like saying your lines, like, I'm really nervous. It was like, no, I'm just being me on this. So that was like, I, I don't know. I felt like that shown through, especially because you were talking about the podcast and everything. I'm like, it's like, oh my God, he's just having fun here. So here's the big question then. Yes. Do you think that overall it was better than my first attempt? Uh, honest, uh, from completely honestly, I think it was probably about the same, but like the things that I told you to work on improved. Okay, I'll take it. It was then just, it was a calling back and like what you weren't focusing on as much. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed that my skills hadn't improved much. I wondered if maybe Dominic wasn't right. I probably just wasn't born with the talent for rapping. But since then, I've had another thought. Rap isn't the kind of thing someone can just come along and perfect in a couple of weeks of practice. If I could have perfected it, I'd probably have less respect for the art form and for rappers. Rap is something that takes time and skill and a lot of practice. And this reminds me of something one of my other interviewees, Orist, had said. He used to love video games in high school and played for hours a day, but dropped them in favor of practicing rapping. And I asked him why. What does rap have that, for you, that video games does not anymore? I think what rap has is that there will never be a time where you never have nothing to learn. I may be the world's worst rapper, and I may have the most to learn, but maybe that means that I have the most reason to love rap. And obviously that's hyperbole. My next-door neighbor, Caleb, would hands down be a worse rapper than me, but the point is there's so much to discover. And as I wrap up this obsession, I think that's going to be my feel-good takeaway. I love rap because when it all comes together on a beat, it sounds amazing, but I'm obsessed with rap because it's a mystery full of potential, there are opportunities to grow, and there's still a lot to learn. Thank you for listening to this episode of Obsessed. I'm Clifford Stummy. Thank you to our many guests for their time and presence in this episode. I'll link to their work in the show notes. If you want to hear more from them about their passion for the art of rapping, get the shadow version of this episode, where I include the full interviews with some Magic, Max, and Miller Mills. You can get it and all shadow episodes on the Obsessed Patreon for just $3 a month, which is also linked in the show notes. Don't forget to share this show with people who will like it, and if you tag me on social media, I'll say hi. On our next episode, we're going to meet middle-aged men across the world who are obsessed with a Lord of the Rings card game. The game died 13 years ago, but that doesn't keep them from spending thousands a year to collect the cards. Our next episode is going to figure out why. When it felt smoother. I don't know, maybe it matched the music better than last time, too. Ooh, I tried to do that, yeah. I really I really like the song. Are you proud of me? Sure. <laughs> yeah. For other things more than rapping, probably, but you know.